attribute the success of mankind. Right about now, people here in Japan are starting to ask themselves, how much worse can it get? Struck yesterday by one of the largest earthquakes ever on record. Entire communities swept away under a 30-foot-high tsunami, and now this. Thousands forced to flee from the path of a radioactive leak. It's Sunday. Think of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games as a rebirth of sorts. Or a decade later in the midst of another global catastrophe, but organizers say this will be an opportunity to show the healing and the connective power of sports. Breakfast. These athletes have faced incredible hurdles along the way. Japan and the International Olympic Committee have in fact now announced that the Olympics in 2020 will be postponed until 2021. That the Olympics will be pushed back no later than... And as the sports begin awarding gold in earnest, we're reminded that loss is a powerful force for winning. During the recovery reconstruction period, Japanese people have a mind to encourage disaster-affected people, and it spread all over the world. We lost our crewmate, but he always been with us. His name is on the boat. When something crazy happens on the corridor, you know, I feel like I got really lucky. I feel like that's her on my side. From NBC Sports, this is The Podium, a podcast about the Tokyo Olympic Games. Coming to you daily during the games, we'll bring you the stories shaping the greatest athletic competition in all the world, held in extraordinary times. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. It takes a strong body and a strong mind to achieve. With NordaTrack from iFit, we train both body and mind to empower you to be what you want. Work out with world-class trainers as they guide you through heart-pumping cardio, strength, and more. Train your mind as our experts guide you through mindfulness and meditation sessions. Be part of a community that is striving to be their best selves. Be what you want. NordaTrack from iFit. Use code IFIT to receive a free heart rate monitor with equipment purchase at Nordatrack.com. Amongst the buzz of results and excitement at the center of the gargantuan Olympic Press Center lies a small exhibit. Photographers in brown and blue bibs mill about nonstop, camera bodies draped on every available limb. We did stop and we're quickly reminded of why the Olympics are here in Japan. Takuma Kano welcomed us and told his story of a day of great loss. March 11th, 2011. What happened that day over 10 years ago? In Iwate, Fukushima, Miyagi Prefecture, it was seriously damaged by Great East Japan earthquake. In that time, uh, uh, many buildings were collapsed, and also uh, in infrastructure like uh, road uh, also were also collapsed, and uh, many many people many people lost their lives and also lost their houses. Not only disaster-affected peoples, areas people, but also all around, the, all around the Japanese people were depressed about uh, about uh, disaster damage. 
So looking back, how did the beginning of the reconstruction idea bloom? How did people feel about those areas? Uh, during the recovery reconstruction period, Japanese people have a mind to encourage disaster-affected areas people, and uh, it spread all over the world. And I would imagine these games play a big part in that, right? I mean, preparing to host the world means a lot of reconstruction. During the Olympic Games, not only for uh, recovery infrastructure, but also children uh, living who lived in disaster-affected areas were, uh, were getting better uh, through uh, because of sports, Olympic Games, and uh, we, we hope so. Waves can destroy much of what's in their path, but they can also propel vessels to new speeds. My name is Luca Rambaldi. I'm a rower, and uh, I'm from Italy. Luca, you're amongst the top quad and double skull rowers in the world. Three world championship podiums, more in Europe. What's it like to bring that success to races today in Tokyo? Uh, people uh, maybe think uh, we take always uh, a good result in this year. And many people think uh, it's uh, easy. It's easy to, 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 to be on the podium, but uh, it's very, very hard. Uh, uh, every time uh, go uh, on the podium and be uh, at higher level. It's very hard. I would imagine so. And the organizers aren't betting on better weather. I mean, we, we say it's hot, but they've moved the schedule around. Why is weather a challenge in rowing? So yesterday was a, a, a very hard race and uh, the weather is very hot. I think uh, a very strong wind is, uh, is coming. And uh, so the organization uh, changed the, the, the schedule. The, a, a lot of wind uh, makes a, a lot of uh, waves, and we, we row on the water in very uh, small and tiny uh, boat, and uh, a lot of wind makes a lot of problems. Uh, it's not fair. The time is not fair for all. Uh, I'd like to talk about something close to your heart. Filippo Mondelli, your crewmate who died of bone cancer earlier this year uh, at the young age of 26. How are you honoring him this year in Tokyo? Yes, we lost uh, our crewmate, but, uh, but uh, he always been with us in our, in our room. His name is, uh, is on the boat, in the boat seat. He is a seat on the boat. And uh, he fight uh, he, uh, a very hard uh, race uh, against cancer and uh, a cancer win. So it's, it's very hard uh, try to try to talk about this. How do you carry it with you? How do you allow it to motivate you, Luca? Yes, yes. The motivation, it's... Uh, find uh, always uh, an objective, um, a goal, a goal, always a goal, and try to go faster against uh, ourselves and against the other uh, crewmates. And always uh, think about uh, our race uh, we'll do here. So, <laughs> uh, always uh, in, in the year we, we think about Olympics. Uh, and this uh, uh, helps us to stay motivated and to stay strong every, every train. We'll look for Filippo's name on, we hope, the fastest boat in Tokyo. 
Support for this podcast comes from Facebook. The world of skateboarding is changing with more skaters than ever coming together on social platforms to do amazing new things. Like in Ghana, where Joshua O'Dampton created Ghana's first skate crew on WhatsApp, then teamed up with Sandy Alibo on Instagram and expanded it from a small community inspired by skaters abroad to a culture that now inspires skaters and fashionistas all over the world in return. We change the game when we find each other. To learn more about Joshua and Sandy's story, visit facebook.com slash change the game. This summer, Olympians and Paralympians are hosting live interactive experiences on Airbnb. Hang out with all-time greats and rising stars from all over the world. Get closer to the games with experiences live from Tokyo. Learn how to cultivate a winning attitude and more. Get to know athletes like never before through Airbnb experiences. Check it out at Airbnb.com. April Ross, who won bronze in Rio with Carrie Walsh Jennings, knows a thing or two about turning loss into motivation and strength into competition. Ten years before earthquakes rocked eastern Japan, she was in the midst of a seismic shift of her own and takes that into all challenges, including these very unique Reconstruction Olympics. My mom has had a profound effect on my mentality. I think for sure she affected how I dealt with the pandemic. Just taking that time to do what I can with it. I still have, you know, the vivid memory of my dad and my mom sitting, my sister and I down and, um, you know, saying, your mom, you know, has metastatic breast cancer and trying to be real, but as positive as possible also. My mom was super brave throughout the whole thing and she did such an amazing job of just caring for me and my sister and being so selfless. Looking back, I am blown away by the courage and bravery that that had to have taken. For some reason, my sophomore year, I just had this feeling I need to go home and she was at the very end and um, I made it before she passed and I got to go in and and talk to her and kind of say goodbye. That was a hard moment, but I'm glad I got there. Uh, When you make it to the Olympics, you think of all the people who sacrificed along the way. How does your mom fit into that picture? Still to this day, you know, I got there and I want to make her proud. I believe that she's watching over me. And I know it's a little corny, but sometimes when something crazy happens on the court or, you know, I feel like I got really lucky. I feel like that's her on my side. Obviously, I want more time and more memories. You never know how much time you have on this earth and you might as well be in the present moment and make the most of it. There's no replacing what is lost, but there is rebuilding what can be and now is. These Tokyo Olympic Games show us that. Buildings made anew and athletes' hearts filled with purpose. These certainly are 
the Reconstruction Games. Follow the podium now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to watch it all unfold. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think you're. It's like super choppy. It's choppy. No, I can hear it's you. Choppy and like a little delayed. Okay, sorry, I was just gonna go. Let's just try again. Try again. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. You can hear us in the headphones, okay? Uh. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. It takes a strong body and a strong mind to achieve. With NordaTrack from iFit, we train both body and mind to empower you to be what you want. Work out with world-class trainers as they guide you through heart-pumping cardio, strength, and more. Train your mind as our experts guide you through mindfulness and meditation sessions. Be part of a community that is striving to be their best selves. Be what you want. NordaTrack from iFit. Use code IFIT to receive a free heart rate monitor with equipment purchase at nordatrack.com. My name's uh, Brett Thompson with uh, Team USA and Rugby Sevens. And my name is Kevon Williams. I'm also Team USA and with Rugby Sevens as well. And not just Rugby Sevens, you guys are Eagles. And I find it really interesting that rugby seems to be the only sport in the Olympics with team names. Does that give you guys some extra juice out there or what? It, yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about that because I guess there's not – I mean, there's team sports obviously, but uh, Rugby Sevens was only included into the, Olympic, the first in the 2016 Olympics. And so, you know, we've, we've kind of been the Eagles for as long as I, as I know. Um, so just, you know, just kind of learning that fact now, I guess, it, it's just – an interesting one, but to be completely honest, I wouldn't know if it would give me any more um, motivation going into the games necessarily. But yeah, we're proud to be the Eagles. You know, that's our that's our state or state or country's country bird. bird. Yeah. So yeah, definitely still proud to be an Eagle. But yeah, don't think it'll really do much for me, unfortunately, <laughs> going into the games. Yeah. So the rugby players I know seem to be the embodiment of work hard and play hard. And they're laying it all out on the field and in the bar afterwards. What is up with the rowdy culture in rugby? Is that national? Is that international? Where do you think that comes from? Um, I, I think that, um, you know, you just build this bond with this group of guys. Um, and, you know, with, with stronger bonds, you're, you're able to you, you get stronger relationships and you're able to be more open with people. And I think, like, especially like with our culture, we're, we're like that as well. And, you know, we work hard. 
Uh, we haven't partied for a while because yeah. we've been trying to get ready for the games, but we'll probably party a little bit after. Yeah. Oh, to, to add to that, I think it is just basically you go to these um, dark places with your teammates that, you know, you almost feel like at the end of the day you've earned it. You know, like you put in the hard work to be able to kind of enjoy those um, those experiences with your teammates. And, and it is, you know, majority of the time when you do go out and you do happen to drink, it's it's also even a more of a bonding experience because you're like playing games or, yeah. you know, just – just trying to have fun with each other to, to increase kind of that uh, camaraderie. Yeah. And I think one of the things that people maybe don't understand is how much sacrifice goes into being not just a rugby player, but an athlete in general. And you don't really have many of those outlets available to you while you're training. And I'm sure it helps to have someone that's got your back in thick and thin because rugby is super tough. Uh, you know, rugby had this stigma of being like just this super, super tough sport. And I mean, Obviously, it is a little rough because we're out there hitting each other without uh, pads on. And But I kind of like to think of it as like you, people are out there throwing their bodies around. And at the same time, they kind of want to put a little hurting on somebody. But at the same time, they also are trying to protect themselves. So um, when you're trying to protect yourselves, you're not actually out there trying to actually hurt anybody too bad. So that, that's kind of how I feel about it. What, about, what do you think, Brett? Yeah, the game's obviously physical. And then um, the thing about rugby sevens is it's like such high speed um, contact. So like you are still conscious of, about like where you're putting your, yeah, putting your head. And, um, you, you know, like I can't run full speed into another human being who's running full speed into me and not, not put my body in the right place to kind of protect myself. So it's like, you know, we always say try to avoid the, uh, the hard things. So you try to avoid the knees, try to avoid the hips, elbows. Um, and especially with your head. Cause you know, if you like, we've had a teammate who accidentally put his head in front of both of those or the knee and the hip. And, and then that usually ends up with a fractured face. So yeah, um, yeah the game, the game is dangerous, but it's, it's all about safety. And the, like, uh, from a young age, like, same with football, you just try to focus on basics to, to put people in the best safe best place to be safe out there. Yeah, and way less safe as a statement are these Ron Burgundy mustaches that you guys are all sporting in your team headshots. Do you have those on your mask right now? Are those going on still? No, we don't. Um, that was like a like a one-off thing. You know, we, the, we all knew that we were going to have headshots and we knew that we were going to keep them for at least a year. We didn't know that it was going to be like the next three years. Yeah. Um, so we all just kind of chopped it off and just rocked the mustache. And although we, we wish that we had different headshots now, we all look back on it and laugh a little bit because it was a good time. Yeah, we, I mean, we all some, – some people, if you look at those headshots, you can see there's some, um, there's some uh, untanned, uh, like, mustaches. So, like, we're all going into it and we're about to take the headshots and then some people walk in and they, they, they wimped out, you know, and you're like, come on, man. Oh, we yeah. all committed to this. So, yeah. But, no, that was funny. That was funny. Like like Kayvon said, we never expected those to be our headshots for the next two or three <laughs> This summer, Olympians and Paralympians are hosting live interactive experiences on Airbnb. Hang out with all-time greats and rising stars from all over the world. Get closer to the games with experiences live from Tokyo. Learn how to cultivate a winning attitude and more. Get to know athletes like never before through Airbnb experiences. Check it out at airbnb.com. 
Support for this podcast comes from Facebook. The world of skateboarding is changing with more skaters than ever coming together on social platforms to do amazing new things. Like in Ghana, where Joshua O'Dampton created Ghana's first skate crew on WhatsApp, then teamed up with Sandy Alibo on Instagram and expanded it from a small community inspired by skaters abroad to a culture that now inspires skaters and fashionistas all over the world in return. We change the game when we find each other. To learn more about Joshua and Sandy's story, visit facebook.com slash change the game. So mustaches and all, you are this tight-knit group. What kind of banter or inside jokes are emerging here in Tokyo while you're at the games? I mean, there's always banter going around. People kind of clowning on each other, making fun of each other, just to try to, like, you know, just keep things interesting. But running, is there anything running going on? Are you running banter right now? Uh, Maybe maybe one thing, I don't know if it's banter. But like Carlin is is currently in school, so he's like he's got basically eight weeks to complete a course, and he's <laughs> he's basically been making an effort to like complete a course as quick as possible, like currently. So we're just saying like, yeah, we can give him a hard time about that. Like, man, you've waited all this long to go to class, and now all of a sudden you're you're squeezing classes into your time at the Olympics. <laughs> So I think we've kind of been joking around uh, with him about that, but yeah. obviously it's cool to see him yeah, go mean, back to school. I wish, I, wish, I wish we did have more harsh banter because sometimes we do, but right now it's, it's, it's always in the moment. Yeah. It's always in the moment. Yeah, and yeah. speaking about making the most out of moments, you know, NBC Sports Watchers are more used to American football or NFL or NCAA than they are rugby. And I understand, Brett, you played high-level fo- football too and then switched to rugby You've even got a Super Bowl player on your team in Nate Ebner. What is the difference between them, and what is this rugby moment like for you guys? So Kayvon played at university as well. Did you do all four years? I did all four years. He did all four years, so he technically played football longer than I did. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I just happen to put that in my bio all the time. But, um, no, (laughs) so I went to U of A, and, uh, and, you know, the thing that kept me in rugby and and kind of separated itself from football uh, was just the fact that you are able to kind of do more as an athlete. You're always, you have to execute so many more basic athletic skills as a, as a rugby player compared to a football player. You know, in a football player, you're, you're so much more like fine tuned to do something very well, like something one, specific one, very one, well. One thing or two things very well. Come, like if you're a receiver yeah. – you go run and you, you just catch the ball. You got to run your routes, but at the end of the day, we need you to catch the ball. If you're an old lineman, we need you to know how to block. But in rugby, it's just so it's so much different because outside of the set piece, everybody does everything the exact same. Everybody has to know how to run, tackle, pass, stiff arm, mm-hmm. it, everything. You got to know all the aspects of the game. It's like if you were acting a quarterback – what does the I mean you act an old lineman, what does the receiver have to do on this play or what does the quarterback do on this player? What does the defender do on the other side of the ball do? So we kinda gotta know all of those things. So that's kinda Yeah. Yeah. That and fitness. Yeah, fitness is probably the biggest, obviously, but it is just like, you know, as a as a football player, you are just you're fine tuned like I, I always say like you compare chess chess to um like if you're 
rugby is like being the chess master and then like football is being like a chess piece, you know? So it's like you're, you're, you have a specific role to fill and you're still doing rugby, but it's like not as finite. It's like, yeah. it's, it's such a broad spectrum of things you need to be able to execute. And, and uh, obviously there's still like, you know, certain positions where you have to do certain things better than others or more often than others, but you for the most part still have to do everything. Especially sevens. Especially sevens. Yeah. Especially yeah. I sevens. think that's such a great way to put it, especially in layman's terms for all of the people at home listening who don't necessarily know much about rugby and are kind of wondering yeah. how to connect football to rugby. Uh, so switching gears, you're here at the Olympic Games. What was your first opening ceremony like? <laughs> I spent it soaking wet. Um, it, it was an amazing, amazing night. You know, it's kind of everything that you dreamed of. Um, we were all like, you know, soaking wet because it was really hot. Um, and, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren got us some super nice threads, um, but we were just a little bit hot. So everybody was um, sweating out their clothes, but it was great. You know, you get to meet all of these athletes from different um, from different parts of the America, sometimes different parts of the world that are play- that are still uh, competing for America. And you know, you get to understand their sports. You get to talk talk to them a little bit. I mean, you might see some of the big name stars a little bit and get to talk to them. But it was really it was a good experience. Yeah, it was great. Um, we. We were fortunate enough to kind of get to the front of um, when we walked out, and that was kind of huge because, like, obviously, then you're you're on camera a little bit more. And it was funny because we try to we try to like separate ourselves to try to figure out our plan, move, like to get out of there as quick as possible because we didn't want to be on our feet for too long. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as we're separating ourselves from the group, like Perry was the loudest one of the group and all of a sudden the whole team USA started like congregating around us. And we were like, no, no, we're trying to to figure out our details. And then we went out there to kind of like, Hey, let's take a quick picture to kind of, you know, remember the, remember the moment. And then that's when the camera like came up to us. And like, then we were just like on camera, I guess across the world, at least on NBC. So that was kind of cool. Um, So yeah, it was a, it was a quick experience. Um, but one will for sure remember. And I think it like just being around all those athletes for so long before we went out there and kind of just like, you know, getting the USA chance going on, it kind of brought out that whole like, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's time. Oh, it's definitely go time now. And when it is go time, when we watch Rugby Sevens, are we watching you guys and your team having the most fun out of anybody in Tokyo? I mean, are you, you're just such a bonded group, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, you can you can you can see it on the field like when you're watching it, the game when when a team makes a mistake or when somebody does good like it's it's normally not that guy that kind of picks himself up and like gets him back in the game it's normally his teammate who's like next job we got this we've done this a thousand times we'll be back next play or on the other side if you've done something really well they're the first ones screaming to come congratulate you they're so happy for you so you can tell that they that camaraderie they have and i mean and with that you'll see the fun and and all the action that comes with it yeah and the in the conditions especially this this uh coming up in these games it's going to be a tough environment Hottest game it's going to be a tough environment so the teams who are like you know pushing each other and just kind of picking each other up uh is is going to be the most successful for sure All right, Kayvon and Brett, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to me today. Best of luck heading forward into these Tokyo 2020 games. But I think the most of luck needs to go to your teammate, Carlin Isles, and all of his courses and his studying. 
We're sending him all the straight A vibes here in Tokyo, but hopefully we see all of you guys coming home with some hardware from here in Tokyo. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, guys. for sure. See ya. Thank you. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit.